Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, welcome to the start of our first major story arc of Frontier, uh, which we're calling Aurora. Uh, hopefully you've all had a chance to listen to our last couple of episodes, uh, which I guess uh, in my head I've kind of been considering the prologue for the series. Uh, if not, I'll definitely recommend going back and checking those out, as they all kind of set the stage for where we're at in this episode and for what's still to come. Uh, before we uh, get started, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to longtime friend of the show, uh, Sharona, that's at uh, BadBanfer on Twitter, uh, for kindly agreeing to be the voice of the ship's computer on the USS Tenzing for the series. Uh, she's done a fantastic job with the role. Uh, you'll be hearing her for the first time during this episode and going forward in future episodes of the series. Um, so yeah, uh, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. on Frontier. Hello, I'm Commander Ariela. Welcome aboard, Commander. Conard, I'd like to introduce our new medical officer, give her a tour, so to speak. I guess we'll start with the, the holodecks. I have used holodeck. Well, I do like the workout. And Johnny kind of flexes a little bit in his uniform. <laughs> like, like, why is he flexing? <laughs> <laughs> what we're looking at here is an area of space known as the Bermuda Cluster. Starfleet Command believes the time is right to attempt another survey mission, and, uh, well, that's our job. I'm excited. Should be an interesting mission, sir. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Security Chief's Log, Stardate 55056.63 We're about a week from Earth now, and things on the Tenzig are finally starting to settle down. It was a bit of a shock to be promoted to Chief of Security, but I think it's going well. I've been meeting with the Captain to work out some of the new tactical drills before we get to the Spermuda Cluster, and Lisa... Sorry, Lieutenant Sotar. I'm still not used to outranking her. She's been a great help in dealing with the paperwork. I've got no idea how Grant stayed on top of all of it. I'm happy with how the security division has adapted to the changes on board. However, in an attempt to head off any more unnecessary injuries sustained by certain over-enthusiastic members of my division, I have instituted a command lockout on the ship's holodeck systems, preventing anyone below the rank of lieutenant from messing around with the safety protocols. I swear, if I have to hear about one more broken arm or a busted up face, I am going to show them some safety protocols. So, 
So I think let, let's open with uh, Johnny then. Hey. So Johnny, you're off shift at the moment. Um, you're not, you know, you've, you've done your work for the day. What would be on uh, Johnny's agenda for the evening? What, what would he be up to? In terms of what I'm up to at the moment, yeah, could just be hanging out in his room. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you're you're hanging out in your in your room. It's sort of um, you're you're kind of downtime at the moment, and uh, you've just come off of a, a grueling eight-hour shift, uh, standing behind a control panel, monitoring um, the ship's torpedo systems for any any anything you know odd, and you're happy to report that it was eight hours of everything in the green. Fun <laughs> times. Yeah, good times. Would it be safe to say you're you're feeling the need to kind of work out a bit of um, bit of boredom, frustration? Yeah, I think after that amount of standing around staring at a screen, Johnny's definitely probably spent a lot of that time fantasizing about all the ways that he could work off that kind of steam. And maybe the holodeck <laughs> is calling. Time to go and uh, yeah, practice some jujitsu or something. Mm. Okay. As you go to leave the uh, the room. Uh, the door is the door actually opens as you approach it, and uh, your roommate, uh, your roommate enters, uh, Ensign Bonge, the uh, Ferengi uh, engineer, who um, sort of starts as you know you're both kind of approaching the door at the same time. Oh, oh, hey, uh, how's it going? Oh, evening, Bonge. Uh, not bad, I guess. I'm just gonna well, feeling a bit worked up, and. Frankly, I need to go and work off some of this steam. I'm going to go and uh, beat the hell out of some guys in the holodeck. Oh. You want to come down? Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a, a human uh, beat up a bunch of guys before. <laughs> yeah, holographic or otherwise. I can put on quite a show, quite frankly. I mean, the, the difficulty level that I've got this set at right now, because it's limited, is, well, it's just not enough for me. Yeah. And he kind of gives him a look and a little, again... As, as he did previously when talking about such things, he tenses up, whether that's visible or not. It's Are you flexing again? Is it Johnny just flexing his... No, not, like, not quite as much as before, but there's a certain <laughs> amount of, like, he's get, he's bracing, he's getting ready to go and do this, and he's talking about it, he's getting hyped, so... Yeah. yeah. Bonge looks, like, a little excited, kind of, <laughs> like, like, at the prospect of, like, a show, and he, he sort of says, uh, well, well, lead the way, then. Uh, not often us engineering folks uh, get to watch some security training in action. <laughs> Let's get going. And he kind of leads him back out of the room again. And uh, as they headed down the corridor, says, "So, so, uh, you got any experience with holodecks? You, uh, you spend any time? I know Ferengi's love these things." Oh, that's that's a bit presumptuous, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I um, one of my first jobs, I was uh, programming holosuites for my uh, well, my my dad owned a, a casino, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, let me just say, people put down a lot of latinum for just an afternoon in uh, in those hollow suites. <laughs> I can imagine. Hang on, you said you that you you program hollow suites. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, people people like to mix things up a little bit, and uh, they want things a bit more real. And uh, let's just say a uh, couple of things that uh, Starfleet Command might uh, raise an eyebrow at, but uh, yeah, or. <laughs> More uh, things you might find on Riser, but uh, yeah, a bit more, bit more uh, buttoned up here, as you, <laughs> as you know. Johnny kind of—he doesn't quite flush red or anything, but he bottles up a little bit. He's like, "Oh, um, well, I wasn't really thinking about anything to do with uh, Riser." Oh, suit yourself. Wow, I, I've got other things on my mind right now. 
Um, you know how to program holodecks, though, so... Do you know, and, and you said something about making things more real. Um, I, there's limitations on what the holodeck can do right now. Do you think you could maybe help me get... No, not get around them, but, like, push the limits a little bit, maybe? Maybe see see what we can do about making it a bit more difficult? Because I don't want to just walk in there and walk over these guys. I know that that's going to happen. Well, that, what's, I mean? uh, what's going on with the holodeck? What's, um... What's wrong with him? Well, if I'm honest, and he kind of ducks in towards him to talk a little bit quieter, this... There's, there's a limitation based on rank right now. Um, my, my commanding officer, she... Well, she's frankly a little bit worried about people getting hurt in there. And he kind of rolls his arm around a little bit. Like and grabs at his shoulder a little bit in, in thinking about this. <laughs> like you're, you're sort of stretching out and just like... He's doing that kind of like testing his shoulder a little bit like... Yeah, swinging your arm around in a circle and stuff. It looks like maybe he's preparing to fight but at the same time it's definitely reminiscing on perhaps an injury that led to the uh, limitations that are in place here. Mm. <laughs> um, and he continues uh, So yeah um, I was just thinking that maybe we could like push right up to the limits, or I, I don't know. Do you know a way of going past the limits? Uh, well, well, maybe. I mean, I can see what I can do. Um, this isn't exactly going to be, you know, by the book, strictly speaking, though. Uh, uh, a computer. Uh, are there any empty holodecks right now? Holodeck three will be unoccupied until nineteen hundred hours. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Uh, clock's ticking sort of gestures down the hallway and um, sort of indicating the pair of you should uh, set off. You, you kind of clock a sudden sort of feeling of nervousness sort of evident on his face. Um, he's sort of glancing about a bit, almost as if you get the feeling he thinks people might be listening in. Nobody's going to know that we're doing this, right? You can cover your tracks. Well, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Uh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll keep watch. Don't go blabbing about it. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're cool, we're cool. Okay. <laughs> So the uh, the pair of you uh, jump in a turbo lift. Um, it's it's a very short trip down to holodeck three uh, on deck ten. Uh, the quarters that you share together is only one deck up uh, on deck nine. Uh, very quickly, you find yourselves facing the entryway to holodeck three, and as you approach, the doors open. Um, stepping inside, uh, no programs are currently running, and you can see the uh, reflective black walls of the holodeck uh, crisscrossed as they are always with uh, a yellow glowing grid pattern. Um, Bonge presses a key on the control panel and the doors slide closed behind you. Bonge kind of turns to you and says, Okay, well, alright, well, what, what, what are you looking for here? You know, what, what are we doing? I don't want to push myself too hard. I, I, I'm, I don't want to get hurt. That's the bottom line here. I'm not trying to get hurt. Oh, no, no, no one's trying to I get just, hurt. No. Of course, yeah. I mean, I just want a challenging fight. Ultimately, like I just know everything that they're capable of. These the, the bots that they throw at me the, at the moment are just there's there's limits. They're not hitting very hard, I guess. Not really. Yeah. And I I need a surprise. I need something that's going to make me like get pushed out of my comfort zone. Okay, okay, I get you. He he pulls out a tool from his little engineering kit that he's been sort of carrying along with him and uh, starts fiddling with the archway control panel. Um, then he, he kind of pauses and he just sort of looks at you and he, he sort of seems a little momentarily a little kind of awkward a little worried um, says uh, well, well look here, here's the thing Johnny I mean we could get in a lot of trouble for going around restrictions like this so. I mean if I'm going to do it you, you got to owe me a favour of course dude I mean 
this is great. If you can make this work and we can get away with this, then I'm... Of course, I'll get promoted in no time with my new skills. Okay, alright, well... I'll be able to kind of pull all kinds of favours for you. Security's got a lot of leverage. Well, I have heard that, yeah. Presses another couple of keys on the display and then smiles. Uh, okay, that's, that should give us a way around those restrictions. Uh, basically, I've tricked the computer into thinking uh, I'm running a level 3 diagnostic on the whole system. And it should let us load in whatever we want now, you know. In the, in, the, in the name of testing, you get what I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, that's smart. Right, okay. Let me think. Well, let's uh, let's load the uh, my usual jujitsu program, but let's just crank it up a notch. All right, well, uh, you should be able to go ahead and load it as you normally would. Uh, then once it's all in, uh, I can just tweak things from the panel here. Okay, computer, load Johnny's ass-kicking session four. Loading Johnny's ass-kicking session four. Program complete. Enter when ready. <laughs> There's a moment, and fading in is... Um, would it describe <laughs> what environment you've programmed for Johnny's ass-kicking session for? It's a futuristic battle arena. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, there is an episode, I think it's Voyager, the one with the rock in it, where they <laughs> yeah, end up in like a yeah. sort of, it's kind of a weird uh, pit thing, pay-per-view fight arena thing. Yeah. So he, he's gone he's for something like that. Nine, doesn't he? It's, yeah. yeah, it's the rock episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be something along those lines because Johnny probably watched a bunch of those kinds of videos. Like he's he's bought them on the black market over time, and that's that's these black market fight videos. <laughs> yeah, his, his dream as a as a youth perhaps was to be involved with that in some way, and Starfleet's definitely it's not going to lead to that. So he's going to experience it through the holodeck, and he's fighting against. Um, Let's see. There, there could be some famous fighter that he watched. Some some big hulking guy that's known for grappling techniques and jujitsu type stuff. And he's an alien, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna fight against a guy that's bigger than him and does similar stuff. Okay. So appearing in front of you then, in the centre of this arena, uh, wearing a thick dark leather combat tunic, is a seven foot tall. Gorn. Uh, this is a character that you've dubbed Graal the Unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> he's one of a sort of stable of opponents that you've kind of made for yourself as part of your ongoing uh, Johnny's Ass Kicking uh, Session series of holodeck programs. And he's definitely one uh, that seemed to have kind of lost his edge, at, at least to you, uh, following the institution of Lieutenant Commander Murphy's new holodeck safety regulations. After he appears, he, he kind of paces around, sort of staring you down, <laughs> kind of like, he's kind of like mean mugging you. It's um, normally, you know, Gorn doesn't translate so well, but the, it's, it's a holodeck program and you, you've kind of, in your, in your um, quest to make the ultimate ass-kicking situation, <laughs> have it much like your sort of, um, I guess, holo novels and things that you've played through before, you know, you, you can understand everybody and he kind of, he looks at and goes, back for another ass-kicking uh, runt. And he cracks his knuckles at you. <laughs> Got this sort of grin on his face that you're not 100% sure that real Gorn can do, but uh, it's, you know, menacing as heck. Got visions of it being like a 70s kung fu film or something. A little bit, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, there's okay, like a low level of like smoke throughout the whole thing. Okay. Quite a few neon signs in the far background and things. Yeah, it's... Uh, it wouldn't look out of place in the 90s Mortal Kombat movie, to be perfectly honest. Ah. Cool. 
So Johnny's going to take a fighting stance and uh, brace himself and call over to Bond and just say, "Okay, ma'am, what's this?" Did you just? Uh, what's? Uh, do you want me to crack it up or what? What's the? What do you want me to do? Oh, sorry, I thought you'd already done it. Um, yeah. Well, no, I just I want you to. Okay, just just you can see all the settings and everything, right? I mean, I I can trust you to just turn it up just a little bit. I don't know the specifics of how this works, man. I gotta trust you. Well, look, looking, looking here, it looks like we've got. Uh, we're basically. You're not gonna get hurt, <laughs> no matter how hard he hits you here. It's, I mean, it'll, it'll sting a little, but you know, you walk it off. Hmm. I don't know, cause jujitsu's not really about that. I need to feel my arm almost coming out a socket, and I need to understand the, the, the limits of my pain to know where I can get to before I have to stop. That doesn't sound that fun to me. You don't know the way of jiu-jitsu. And he kind of narrows his eyes with a look of what he thinks is sagely kind of, yes, I know the ways, kind of, he's trying to impart that kind of thing to so This is your St- your St- Steven Seagal-style one-liner, kind of. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely feels more like Steven Seagal than anything legitimate. <laughs> Uh, Bond has been kind of working away at the control panel and uh, he eventually turns to you and he says uh, Okay, uh, well, looks like the safety setting's been hard locked into level 5 uh, for everyone without authorization that is, like, well, like you and me uh, Now I can get around it, but uh, you gotta know the more we mess with it the more suspicious it'll look to anyone that might be monitoring You, you get me? Let's not push it then, let's just go one level uh, Whatever you say Like I said, like this isn't about actually getting hurt, it's just about getting close okay uh well here goes nothing then he uh, he presses a button on the l cars display and uh you hear the voice of the computer uh, coming from the panel warning holodeck safety protocols under security lockout proceed with operation okay holodeck safety protocol now at level four so johnny then takes his fight stance again okay and uh kind of nods towards his opponent and uh, starts the circling and the, the pre- preparing for the actual first blow and everything, so... Okay, so this is going to be our first <laughs> proper combat, I guess. Um, Johnny's ass-kicking... What was it called? Johnny's ass-kicking session level four? Was it number four or something? Yeah, number four. <laughs> so, uh, the way that combat works in Star Trek Adventures is similar to other RPGs that we've played on here. Uh, each round, every character takes a turn in which they can perform actions. Uh, in this game, uh, you can perform a single task and a minor action in your turn. Uh, so tasks are things like uh, making attacks, creating an advantage, uh, guarding, or assisting another character. Uh, there are some others, um, but we'll get to those if they come up. <laughs> uh, minor actions are things like moving, uh, aiming a weapon, uh, dropping prone and standing up, or interacting with an object in the environment. Uh, again, there's others, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, as it's just you and the Gorn in this fight, that's kind of kind of simplify things a little bit for this first combat, uh, so we can just go back and forth. Um, I think maybe the best way to do things though is if we kind of lean into this sort of narratively. Okay. So uh, so yeah, d- tell me what Johnny's doing, and we'll work it in around the action economy. Okay. Right. Um, Going to come in. Have a quick step forwards and attempt at maybe a one-two combo. Okay. Just a quick couple of jabs to try and test range and start the fight okay uh the move in uh that will count as your minor action and uh the attack will be a full task uh so yeah (laughs) let's see how this goes um 
Okay, so to make a melee attack is an opposed check. Uh, both you and your opponent, uh, in this case the Gorn, uh, make daring security checks uh, with a difficulty of one. And uh, we're going to compare the results uh, to find out how it goes. Okay, so that's a uh, 15 and a 14. A 15 and a 14. Okay, what were you trying to get under with your daring and security? Um, it's, it's the combined total of daring and security, right? Yes, yes, combined total. So 15 or below. Ah, awesome. So that's, uh, yeah, that's two successes. Uh, pretty solid attack from Johnny there. Uh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll roll for the Gorn's defense then as also a daring security. Uh, I think actually the only way I can beat you is with like a, a crit on one of them, which counts as two successes. Although I guess, uh, I guess we, can, we can draw. That's, uh, oh, that's an 11 and a 5. <laughs> well, there's that draw then. Um, shouldn't even joke about these things. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so ties. Uh, ties still work in your favour because uh, you're the active character. Okay. Uh, but what happens in the um, case of a tie here is that any momentum that you might have gained from the check uh, is cancelled out. Uh, so usually, like, you got... In this example, you had two successes on a difficulty one check. That would normally generate one momentum for you, but as it's a complete draw, you don't get the momentum, uh, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. So, he lands a one-two punch. Um, is there any kind of, like, I suppose, is it, it, it because I didn't really win-win, is he dazed? Is there even any kind of, like, feigning? It's still successful. Kind of... You still roll your damage dice. So this would be an um, okay, so... unarmed strike. You roll five... Well, five, Jesus. Oh, Johnny's got a hell of a kick. Um... <laughs> Trained. Yeah, so this is 5d6 you roll here for damage. D6 is usually referred to in this game as uh, challenge dice. Okay, so you've got what's that? It's a five, a three, a two, and two ones. Uh, so from that, we can work out our damage, and uh, it's not—it's <laughs> a little different than in D and D. So we're not just adding up the dice totals here. Okay. Uh, when rolling these dice, we're not only rolling to work out the damage that you've done, but also seeing if any kind of special effects might apply. I don't know 100%. We'll have to look in just a second uh, if there's any uh, any special effects with your unarmed strikes. But um, with certain types of phases and things, um, they're not going to activate with every shot. This is also dependent on these dice. Um, so how it works is on a roll of a 1 or a 2, you deal 1 or 2 damage, respectively. On a 3 or a 4, you do no damage at all. And finally, on a 5 or a 6, you do 1 damage, but the effect is activated. So with your rolls, uh, we can discount 3 straight away, uh, leaving us with a total of that? So 2 1s, a 2 and a 5. So that's 5 points of damage, plus 1 effect activated. Okay. Just looking down at your sheet now, uh, unarmed strikes actually have the knockdown effect. Um, so here's what happens then. So Johnny darts in, kind of quickly managing to avoid the guard stance of the Gorn, and delivers his quick one-two punch right to the Gorn's face. Now you don't know it all your own way, uh, he manages to just raise his arm to slightly deflect your attack, but you know, kind of not fully, and uh, you're able to land your blows kind of pretty surgically. Uh, the Gorn takes the hit. He just kind of sat, stands there, wavers for just a second before collapsing onto the ground, completely unconscious. Uh, your five points of damage, uh, unresisted in game terms, having dealt an injury uh, which incapacitates him. You've just okay. So you've basically given a, a, a solid demonstration to Ensign Bond of what your complaint is about the holodeck. That even <laughs> on this level, you basically jump right in and knock this Gorn out in one punch. 
Oh man, what the hell? I'm not meant to just floor this guy in one, two punches. But bump it up again. Uh, okay, alright. <laughs> Press this button. Holodeck safety protocol, now at level three. Computer, reset Grawl the Unstoppable. Working. In front of you, the uh, the Gorn character briefly blinks out of existence before reappearing in his previous standing position. Uh, his sort of gnarled reptilian features curl into a kind of half snarl, half sort of smirk, and he just sort of snorts at you. <laughs> you got lucky there, runt, but you ain't seen nothing yet. And he sort of raises his arms and his tail. It is now his turn. <laughs> Uh, he's got a pretty decent reach on him, and uh, assuming that you haven't stepped sort of back from where you were, he's going to go in straight away for an attack on you. You recognise it as a similar kind of one-two punch. Remember, he's a Gorn that you've programmed to be fighting with a jujitsu style, so it's it's a similar sort of move to what you were doing anyway. <laughs> Again, you you kind of see it sort of telegraphed a little bit, but um, he is going for that. Uh, that that one to kind of maneuver that you uh, you you recognise from yourself before. So, so am I rolling two d twenty again for this? Yes, uh, I've got one success for him, and I got one as well. Okay, so that is again a draw with no momentum gain. So I think we just basically have the reverse of last time. <laughs> Okay, so with the reduction in the safety pro protocols down to level three, that is going to be four challenge dice for damage. Okay, that's two threes, a four, and a five. Okay, not not quite not quite as good a rolling as you did. Um, so yeah, we as a, we discount the threes and the fours, so that leaves us a five. So you take one point of damage, which. You know, not great, but the effect activates, which, much like yours, is um, knockdown. So, uh, okay, so well, let's say let's say this happens then. So, um, you see the attack coming, and you, you manage to kind of get your hands up, which you know you block most of the incoming damage. Although he does catch you kind of on the side of the face, and just as he catches you, uh, he sweeps his tail around and just takes out your legs, and uh, you find yourself knocked uh, prone to the ground by this sort of tail swipe. Okay. Right, yeah, so he, it's just been, it's turned the whole situation around. I'm now on my Yeah, yeah, you find yourself in, in a bit of a precarious situation here, <laughs> kind of prone with him standing over you. Um, as I said, you managed to block most of his incoming damage from the attack, um, but, you know, he's definitely kind of feeling a bit more like his old self, kind of pre-safety um, protocol adjustment. <laughs> the, uh, the tail swipe being a move that has maybe tripped you up before, shall we say? <laughs> Pun intended, I guess. Or not intended. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Johnny kind of laughs and goes, okay, right, this is more like it. And he <coughs> coughs as he gets to his feet, realizing that he's had the wind knocked out of him a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the smack to the face kind of immediately followed up by the tail swipe, so it took you a little bit by surprise there, I think. Um, okay, Bonge, this seems like it's good. Just hold it there. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> And as he's kind of, as he's saying that and getting to his feet, he kind of dives forward and tries to do like a spear to try and bring the Gorn to the ground. Okay. Um, and that'll be my main thing for this move. I mean, I mean okay, uh, well we can, we can figure this out. But I, 
Um, so in terms of jujitsu, I can I can inform you a little bit because mm. I know you don't, you're not yeah, that I'm not, familiar I'm not with concepts of what yeah. goes on in that fighting style. Yeah, it's about getting people to the ground and basically sitting on top of them and punching them in the face Fair in enough. the best possible <laughs> position. So if we're going for advantage here, then yeah, the ideal here is that he's going to kind of charge the midsection, bring him to the ground and then rear up onto him while he's on the ground and kind of pin the shoulders with his knees and then have him in what's called the full mount position and once that's happened in jiu-jitsu you're, you're kind of done or mma in particular yeah, yeah. that that's aim okay what will happen if it goes wrong or it's less than ideal then yeah so so, so here's the thing then so um you can um that if you wanted to do that and an attack that would be two tasks normally you couldn't do that but if you want to spend a point of determination, you have three of those to spend, um, and you can cite a, a value of yours that sort of applies here, you can do a second task. Okay, um, well, on that basis then, yeah, that, that'll be my aim, and I want to base it on the fact that Johnny's got self-assurance as one of his values. Makes sense, and yeah. So sticking to his guns and knowing what he's capable of, or at least what he thinks he's capable of, he's going to attempt to really go at this guy. Okay. Um, well, basically then, so with this determination spend, it, it, it's just giving you a second task. So uh, normally, you know, an attack action is your one task you can do. And uh, either through a momentum spend or this is your determination uh, or determination spend for what we're doing, you can get that second one in. Um, there's a couple of different ways we can go here. We can have it be a second attack. I guess... I guess we could do it with, like, create an advantage, I suppose, because you're, you're kind of trying to materially sort of change like the sort of flow of combat i guess um okay so yeah but that works in terms of just yeah he he gets him to the ground and puts him in full mount for the advantage yes and then we're going to get two unblockable blows basically like i've got this guy's arms pinned down sure so, yeah no, I'll, I'll call you that yeah yeah that is that's the advantage that you've created using his determination spend is that you've managed to pin his arms down and he can't block your next incoming attacks I mean, I think strictly speaking, it probably should be two attack rolls, but you know, that th we go with rather than create advantage. But whatever, it's you know, you're in the holodeck. It's our first combat of the series. Let's um, <laughs> let's just roll with it. I mean, it, you are uh, you are still creating an advantage. This is you know, we're not completely out, out of our depth here. Cool, cool. <laughs> I know it sounds a kind of cheaty way, but it, that's the whole thing with create advantage. Is it's a narrative thing. It's not like you get plus one to this. It's you're creating an advantage in the situation if we were like in a firefight or something you'd create an advantage by like i don't know uh, knocking something over so you had cover or something like that you know it'd be that would be a use of the action or something you know yeah, makes sense yeah so is it 5d6 again uh, this is you damage. still have to make your attack so this is a 2d20 okay. melee uh whoops 2d20 daring and security difficulty one so you only need to get one success here there you go, one oh. success. Very close oh, to a complication though, with that 18. Yeah, very close. That yeah. would have been rough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then you can roll your your, your damage, five to six. Two ones, two twos, and a four. Okay, so <laughs> so even accounting for the uh, sort of increased sort of uh, resistance that he's gotten from the um, reduction in the holodeck safety protocols, your pinned position uh, has um, given you a distinct advantage in this attack and uh, you pummel him into submission on the ground and uh, he once again is lying unconscious. And the holographic crowd goes wild. Yeah. 
um, Johnny jumps up to his feet, arms in the air, kind of briefly enjoying the kind of fake revelry, and then turns to Bond and says, Ah, oh, man, that was good. I haven't been hit like that since I was back in Brazil training. Do, do oh. you want to go down to two? Hmm. And he, he kind of nurses the spot where he's, he was hit and thinks, well, that's probably going to bruise. Well, well, we could try something different on, too, if you want. You know, that, that Gorn is uh, pretty pretty fearsome. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're pushing the limits. Didn't you say that people might find out if we really go too hard? Well, maybe, but I'm only guessing. Oh, I'm so torn because it's this thing that like, I don't necessarily want to get Bond in trouble with him being new on the ship. And that this is already, like, he's already pushed the limits. Uh, Johnny rubs his, his face, his cheek a bit more, and he's, he says, No, 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 I think we're good. I'm still going to have to do something about this this bruise that's starting to come up. So suit yourself. <laughs> hey, you can give it a go if you want. Ah, I don't uh, uh, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, well, you're all mouth then. I, mean, I, I know I'm fun to watch fighting, but another time. I can put on a display, just just not at that next level yet. I think I need a little bit more time at level three. Uh, well, yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. Well, let me know, and remember, we've got to keep this on the, the down low, you know. We're not really meant to be doing this uh, kind of admin uh, stuff uh, outside of an actual... Uh, uh, diagnostic. Boss. And he kind of starts walking out towards Bond and uh, says, um, computer and program. The program ends, go back to the queue, but the pain remains. <laughs> you took that hit. And you've definitely, um, you, you notice kind of Bond giving you a couple of looks and um, looking to, you catch your reflection in um, the control panel. And you've definitely got a, a big black eye forming on the side of your face. And your shoulder feels a little bit messed up as well. You know, you, it, this might not have been the best, you know, advised uh, course of action, really. But you do feel like, you know, um, especially considering how quickly the Gorn went down the first time, that this might have been, uh, you know, you, you could get used to this kind of level of um, danger training again, mm. you know. Well, the Gorn hit him so damn hard the yeah. first time that it's like, oh, damn, not going to test that more. But because he can feel the bruise coming up, uh, as they're walking down towards the turbo lift, um, Johnny turns to Bond and says, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to go down to Med Bay because my face is starting to throb. You see Bond kind of like, he kind of glanced around, just, okay, well, don't mention my, you know, I had nothing to do with this, remember? No, 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 of course. I, I, I guess I'll have to come up with a cover story. I think, Johnny, think. And as he's saying that, he kind of like nods and Bond, he lets Bond go off while he heads towards Med Bay. I imagine you tapping your head like Winnie the Pooh when you were like, think, Johnny, think. Mm-hmm. Oh, bother. <laughs> okay, so we'll head into, into Med Bay okay. and... Uh, Who's in there? Is is Irila there? Yeah, Doctor Doctor Irila, you are in there. You have met, you have just replicated yourself a nice cup of. Well, what's Doctor Irila drink when she's on duty? I'm assuming coffee or. Uh, no, it will be a herbal tea. Herbal tea, yeah. You've you've just replicated yourself a nice uh, cup of herbal tea when the uh, the doors open and um, you see the familiar face of Ensign Connaught, who um, you've seen about but really not interacted. I would say a huge amount in the last week, possibly. 
since um, since he gave you a, a tour of the ship. Um, you see him walk in with a very prominent black eye forming and a bit of a swelling on the side of his face. Commander Arela, um, I, I had a bit of a mishap. A bit of a mishap? Dear me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of fell over and hit my face. Yep, you fell into the edge of the door, of course. Come over here. He kind of blanches because what you've just said, the edge of a door, like, that's not really possible with the doors on this ship. <laughs> it's kind of, in a weird way, a wink and a nudge of like, yes, yes, of course, that's the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, he sits down and uh, allows the doctor to begin work. So, how did you manage... Well, it, it wasn't a door. It was it was the corner of the table in my room. I just kind of... I, I tripped over, I'll be honest. Clumsy. Stupid, really. Uh-huh. And your shoulder? What about my shoulder? And he kind of winces a little bit. <laughs> the commander crosses her arms. You do remember that I'm an empath, right? Um, and you can totally sense that he half remembers this. <laughs> <laughs> and that he's desperately trying to, oh, oh, um, um, I don't know how to get out of this. Hmm. Ah. Uh... Well, okay, fine, you got me. I was training. You can remember when I gave you the tour, right, and I mentioned training. Mm-hmm. And and the the inevitable, I suppose, has happened. So judge me as you will, but I won the fight. And is there another crew member I should be expecting to come into my sick bay? Oh no, no, no! I, I didn't fight anybody. Thankfully, I mean, I guess you know, thankfully for you, but no, I just fight against the uh, the holograms, and it 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 just got me good this time. I'll be honest. Irela is incredibly suspicious, <laughs> but as she isn't sure, as she doesn't know that they have to tamper with the security settings, cause this, she's kind of, hmm, that's unusual. Be so injured. Yeah, make a um, uh, Irela, can you make an? Uh, I guess this would be, I guess insight. It's kind of just want a general insight check. Yeah, no, we can do those. You can just do a general insight check for me. This is, so 2d20 trying to get under 11. Ooh, okay. So two 12s. That is um, not a success. Nope. You don't... Yeah, you don't get the feeling that he's lying to you in this, really. There's definitely something missing yeah but you i mean you're, you're not you're not getting any kind of empathic sort of feeling that when he said oh no i just fighting the holograms you know that's not he's not lying to you here then this you know yeah there's definitely something he's not saying but you've got no clue really what it is you just sort of yeah <laughs> it's a lie of omission ultimately yeah, yeah which is as an empath is a little tough to discern really yeah yeah it's not really it's not it doesn't feel the same as a lie. No, no. You can tell he's kind of hiding something, but it doesn't. When he said, "Like, oh no, I'm just fighting the holograms," that doesn't feel like a lie. Mm, well, there's not really much point telling you to be careful, is there? I'm, I'm always careful. 
it's just that I need to feel the edge. I need to I need to get to that point where it hurts just enough to push me. And yeah, this time I, I felt it. But yeah, sorry. I'll I'll try not to drop in here every other day. I'll, I'll try to limit it to maybe once a month. And he smiles a bit cheekily. Here, take some of this with you. This will help with the bruising. You will end up with questions if that doesn't heal up, though. You do have the medical tools here to just heal it for him if you want to, but it's up to you whether, you know, like now, basically. But it's Um, it's up to you whether you you want him to learn a lesson from this, (laughs) I guess. When are you next on shift? Um, First thing tomorrow? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean... We haven't fully established what time of day it is, but I, I guess it's it's kind of early evening. I mean, we'd said uh, the computer told you uh, Holodeck 3 was free until 1900, so I guess we could say it's maybe about half past six in the evening. So yeah, you're you're off shift until eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Next shift. Yeah. Next okay. shift. Yeah. Right. Facial bruising? I am happy to heal you up for. Mm-hmm. But you also need to learn that if we end up in combat at some point, you don't have that luxury. Hi, sir. I understand. Right? And then continues to give him stuff to put on the skin or bruising elsewhere <laughs> so that he can have some consequences for the actions. Mm. Okay, if you can you do a uh, can you do a reason medicine check for me? So this is a little easier for you. This is to get under a fifteen on two d twenty, just to fix up his face, I guess. Uh, difficulty one again, because you know this is kind of your your bread and butter, really, is. Uh... Yeah, two two d twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's that's three successes because you got a critical as well. So, yeah, you pull out. There's a tool called a dermal regenerator. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically just pretty much run it over his face a couple of times, and the swelling goes down, and the um, the the black eye sort of is now basically invisible. Um, yeah, it's like I say, bread and butter. That's day one, essentially, of <laughs> of uh, Starfleet medical training. Really, um, the easy stuff. So um, yeah, he is he can pass for not having been just hit in the face by a, a holographic gorn. Even if he does feel like he's been hit in the face by a holographic gorn. You know, I do, she doesn't object to taking away some of the pain, just that she's very well aware that if he doesn't have any consequences, mm. he's just going to keep pushing things until he's like, starts breaking things, starts breaking himself. Yeah. Okay. Um, Murphy. When you instigated this rule about uh, security protocols um, for crewmen under lieutenant, would you have put in some kind of warning system, do you think, if anybody went around it? Yes, yes. Okay. There would be, like, an alert that sh- that probably was routed to whoever was on duty at the time. Okay. Were you on duty at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So 
you're, you're. I, might go, I might go hunting for <laughs> whoever I might go and investigate the uh, the holodeck yeah I'd say you and, were uh, maybe in the middle of something and you just get a little ping on your data pad which uh, mm-hmm. first thing you're not quite sure what it is and you, you look at it and it just says safety settings adjusted holodeck 3 and like a little timestamp. and it was you missed it to begin with because you were in the middle of something mm. but you definitely <laughs> have a have an inkling that somebody was in holodeck 3 so, you said you're going off hunting to see who was there. Actually, I'm, com- I'm going to... Computer. Display timestamp for the, ho- the, hol- um, the holodeck doors. Okay. Who entered. <laughs> um, so, on a screen? Uh, or are you just asking? Yeah, yeah. I'll just do it on the screen. Okay. So uh, the screen uh, switches to uh, a display basically showing the exterior doors of Holodeck 3. You very clearly, you see um, Ensign Bonge uh, leading the way into the Holodeck with Connor right next to him. He has got a toolkit with him. The computer says, Level 3, diagnostic of Holodeck 3, logged at currently displayed timestamp. Does it tell me that Johnny's with them as well, or? Yeah, you can see. Well, if you if you're yeah. looking on a oh, screen, on the there screen. is. Yeah, yeah. You can see Johnny going fridge. in. <laughs> Computer, look locate Ensign Conhart. Ensign Conhart is in main sick bay. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna go sick bay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Johnny, you're yeah you you just your face is feeling. Your face is looking fine now, and you're you're feeling a little bit, um, you know, you're still feeling a bit rough. But uh, yeah, Doctor Rila has, um, has has done a good job on you, and um, you feel like you've gotten away with this quite well. And then the sick bay doors open. Okay, so he was smiling and just about to get up and thank uh, Commander Rila, but as the door opens and he turns and sees, his eyes widen, and he stiffens and stands up to attention a little bit. And begins a uh, flop sweat for sure. <laughs> Straight into the <laughs> flop sweat. <laughs> he's got, he's gonna... got no game face at all. He's a terrible poker player. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Murphy is gonna walk up to him. Ensign. Do you know why I'm here? Um, Lieutenant Commander. Um, n- n- not injured. I hope for. Her. I'm just going to fold my arms and look at him. <laughs> the commander is to... just leaning back and watching the interplay. Just starts going like that, <laughs> making that noise repeatedly. Um, There's a reason I had the settings changed to avoid such things like this. Would you care to explain why? Um, I I I, I needed a tougher fight, Commander. I, I need to train for the for security for security training. I'm just gonna look. Murphy's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're not at war right now. It's a calm day. If you want to have extra training ask for it and then we'll assess it you're not to change the settings which are for the benefit of the rest of the crew have you left the settings or did you change them back um 
and he's really sweating now. Uh, I think Bond um, changed them back. Oh, and he realizes he's mentioned Bond by name. <laughs> Murphy's just gonna like smirk that I already know. she's like I already know about Bond. I'll deal with Bond later. Oh, you should know better. I sir, I sir, I'm 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 sorry. And he shoots glances to both of the commanding officers. It is just dying inside right now. <laughs> I'll let you off this once, but if it happens again, you're going to be on scut duty for the next week. I sir. Uh, uh, can, can can I go now, sir? One moment, Commander Aurelia. Is he fit for duty? No permanent damage, I hope. No. Except to his brain. <laughs> I I suspect that the psychological issue was already there. Physically, he is fine. Very well then. I'll return to my duties. Doctor. Ensign. I guess if you're leaving the room at this moment, then Connaught's going to kind of look to the doctor and nod and uh, walk out alongside you. You look round and the um, the two nurses who are in the uh, um, the sick bay have, have sort of joined and stood next to the doctor, also drinking tea and watching. Sniggering. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get yeah. a lot of entertainment in sick bay. <laughs> Dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's just going to return to her duties. I'm just going to deal with Bonge later. <laughs> Connell's going to slink off to his room and, uh, yeah, regret some of the choices of the day and try not to dwell on the fact that he won the fight too much because there's other things that came as consequence that's just way more pressing. <laughs> but it is there. There's yeah. definitely still satisfaction at winning against the uh, the tougher fight. Andrew's shoulder still hurts a bit. Mm. <laughs> so I think we'll cut to uh, Lieutenant Commander Ray's office. You've been having a sort of you know fairly straightforward um, day so far. You, you've kind of. Your staff have been kind of reporting readiness on all of the um, different science labs um, that have been kind of outfitted for the uh, upcoming um, sort of mission into the Bermuda um, cluster. So basically, you've just been kind of you've been doing a lot of paperwork essentially <laughs> in your office, mm-hmm. um, and there is a chime at the door. Come. The uh, the door slides open. And in steps, uh, Lieutenant Commander Fell, uh, who is head of the ship's uh, biosciences division. Uh, she is uh, another joined trill, uh, like yourself, although while uh, you, Sabin, are the third host of your own symbiote, she's only the first host of hers. Um, she is technically your subordinate in that you're in charge of science in general aboard the Tenzing, uh, but she is the same Starfleet rank as you, so it's, it's a little bit of a grey area there. Uh, you have worked together for a little while now. Hey, Ray, have you got a moment? For you, certainly. What can I do for you, Lieutenant? Uh, l- uh, Lute- no. three, three pips on the collar. There they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lieutenant Commander. Yeah. What can I do for you? Um, 
Well, I know we're all busy checking over all our stuff and, you know, reporting readiness and whatnot before we hit that Bermuda cluster, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, but I've been hearing some interesting rumblings uh, from, well, from the guys down in Stellar Cartography. Uh, they want me, well, us, they want us, no, you, they, they want you, you know, seeing as how you have the ear of all those Deck One bigwigs to do just a tiny little favour for them. Skip to the end. Okay, well, as you know, the sensor suite just got a couple of upgrades, and, well, there hasn't really been a chance to point at anything weird yet. Um, so, there's this proposal here uh, for, well, you know, a weird thing to point at, and uh, it'd be really cool if you could just get it in front of the captain. Um, I took a look at it, it's, it's only a day's travel off our current course, it, you know, it seems like a good idea to me. So, you've come to me to ask to deviate our course so you can test out new modifications to the equipment. That's about the long and short of it, yeah. Well, the journey's taken us this long. I don't see how one more day's going to hurt too much. Has, um... Have you finished all the diagnostics on the equipment? Me? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're... I'm good. Well, your team, rather. Oh, yeah, no, look, hey. Biosciences, we are squared away. Clean microscopes... You could look. You can check them yourself. Not an inch of dust. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, risk assessments. Anything? Anything sticking out as possibly a problem? She uh, she hands you a data pad. Well, here's here's the full proposal. You know, I'm, I'm sure Lieutenant Robinson covered it all in there. You know, you know what they're like for the lengthy reports and such. You know, talking about stars and whatnot. Um, but uh, well, you, you you know how this goes. You know. I know you, they know I know you, they know I'm super good at getting you to read stuff, I give you the stuff they want you to read, I walk away, carry on with my day, hero of the science division. Or, you know, something like that. Whatever. It's cute when you fumble. Uh-huh. Uh, this, this, this checks out. Sure, I'll take it to the captain and see what he says. Cool, okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll leave that with you then. Uh, my work here is done. Better get back to cleaning those microscopes. Yeah. Cool. And she sort of backs away. <laughs> I'll catch you later. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's a bit of an odd, like, because you're where you're, t- you're kind of in charge of the science department, but like, not really have a huge amount of authority over her. There's a sort of odd working relationship there. Um, yeah. <laughs> bit sort of eggshells. Where then might not they're not need- No, not really. She just kind of doesn't really know how formal to be with you, really. But is maybe overcompensating in the other direction. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that kind, that kind, that kind of plays to Sabin actually, because yeah, I mean, not quite a bit of the crew don't necessarily know how to kind of how to approach him. Like, do they trust him? Do they not trust him? Because he's 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 got that kind of you know, I don't know how to sort of talk to this guy hmm. kind of thing. Should I be formal? Should I be, you know, they're, they're never sure how to take the conversation with him. Is he going to be deadly serious? Is he going to take it breezily or? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of works. Hmm. I like that. So, uh, doors closed behind her and, uh, you have a data pad in front of you. Which I'm scrolling through. Hmm. 
So the proposal uh, that the Stellar Cartography and Astrometrics departments have put together and uh, passed on to Lieutenant Commander Fell to give to you uh, in hopes that she'll be better at convincing you to do something about it uh, is to divert the ship uh, a day off of its current straight line course to Deep Space 3 uh, to an uninhabited system known as the Jukir system. The reason that they want to do this is that sometime in the next uh, 72 hours or so, uh, the system's sun will be reaching the peak of its 28-year solar cycle. Uh, now, this in itself isn't really anything particularly special, um, but the interesting thing about the Jukir system is that the second planet of the system has an unusually strong magnetic field for a planet of its size due to an enlarged planetary core. And it's predicted that at the solar maximum, the planet will be almost engulfed in a dazzling display of uh, aurora, uh, far stronger than anything ever observed on Earth or, well, many, most other planets. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically they want to see how the new sensor array upgrades handle that. Okay. So I'm flicking through the pad and I start reading a bit more of the information. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ray just sort of goes, Now that would be interesting to see. Hmm. I think I'll take this to the captain right now. Maybe I should stop talking to myself first. <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, October the 14th, with the next chapter of this story. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which we're at Pretend with Dice. Uh, we'd love for you to join us on our Discord server, the links to which can be found in our Twitter bio and on our Podbean site at pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. And finally, you can also find us on Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash pretendingwithdice. Uh, so yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.